Hey guys, welcome back to my podcast. This is La Vie and I am Andre Marie. This week I don't have a quote because I think the subject I'm going to talk about, I don't know what, I don't know a quote that can really go with it because it's more of a, of a memory and um, me sharing knowledge about something that I don't think is shared about that much. So as you probably don't know, I had a C-section when I had my son, Tam, and he's a growing, nearly 14-month-old baby. And I was having this chit-chat with a client of mine. We were talking about, you know, natural birth, C-sections during the week. And I remember her talking about how, you know, having a vaginal birth is so traumatic and you know, she just said, oh, just, just be, you just feel so lucky that you're not going to have to grow that, go through that. You just get to be cut open and that's it. And I had another client who was in the building who was also talking about the fact that she'd had two kids and she had a C-section, but she'd also had a natural birth. And she said she much preferred, um, the natural birth because she was able to bounce back from it. Now I've only had one kid and I've only had a C-section. So my experience of the C-section was a real shock because one, I didn't know what I was going to have. I did light research on everything, but I didn't know. In fact, when it came to giving birth, I pushed that at the back of my mind. The one thing that I concentrated on and the midwife that I was with, bless her soul, concentrated on was the aftermath of having a baby and my mental, which is another episode I'm going to concentrate on. She was almost like very, very kind of ruthless about it. She said, your mental after having a baby is the most important thing. That's what you need to focus about. Once the baby comes, something changes and you will need to focus on yourself so that you can be a good mum. Try to focus on how you feel. And basically, she gave me a lot of pointers of how to avoid having postpartum depression. And, you know, I don't think it's something that can be controlled. But I do think that the advice that she gave me made me so aware of post postpartum depression, per se. And I'm saying it loosely just because I haven't been through it. So how can I possibly talk about something that I haven't been through? But she told me to focus on my mental and and be very, very aware of how I felt and to be very vocal about it, which is, you know, I found really excellent. She told me a lot of things about a lot of different things, but C-section and vaginal birth were not any of the things that we talked about. And to be quite honest, apart from a few aunties saying that they had C-section, no one made it something, made it sound like something that was a really, really major operation. And let me be the first to tell you, if you haven't heard already, it's a major, major operation. And the first time I heard about it being a major operation is about two days after I had the baby. So I've already had the operation and now you guys tell me that it's a major operation. And it's not because I didn't think it wasn't a major operation, but I didn't know the intensity of it. I didn't know what went through it. In fact, everyone was so calm around me that they made it pretty much 
sound like something that I could just kind of get over really, really quickly. And that, I think, is a big fault. I think information should be given about C-sections. I think it should be included in leaflets if one-third of mothers out there get it. And if I'm one of the one-thirds, let me tell you something. When I was in that hospital, 95% of the people in the room had had a C-section. In fact, I would say at least 50% of the people who gave birth the week of Tam's um, birth all had a C-section, we were all in there for a couple of days and everyone I saw had had a C-section. So, I mean, maybe it was the time that I gave birth, but for me, it seemed like it was a lot higher than one third. So I don't know what the rest of it looks like, but for me, it was that's quite a high number. That's One third is still quite high. It's not like it's one out of five or, or like one fifth, it's one third. So it to me it just seems like something that should be out there I know people don't talk about what happens after birth which is something I will talk about again in another episode because we cannot cover all of these um subjects but for me c-section was pretty traumatic I'm not gonna lie and not traumatic because oh my god how the hell am I gonna survive it was more like why the fuck did no one tell me about this that was it. I mean, for me, I had to stay an extra five days in the hospital after having time. So I was in the hospital for just over a week and a bit. And um, partly because I was in labour for about four, three, three days, three, four days. And then I had to stay for five extra days because Bubba and I had an infection. Obviously, I had a C-section and they had to make sure that the infection was cleared before I was cleared to go home. So, whereas I thought I was leaving on the Sunday, I ended up leaving like the Monday or the Tuesday. So, I was in hospital for a bit, for just over a week. For me, I really appreciate it because it meant that I had access to the nurses. Um, um, I had access to the nurses. I had access to the midwives to show me how to breastfeed, which was quite hard for me at first. They showed me how to look after the baby in terms of like how to feed him and stuff. And also they were able to um, kind of help me through the C-section, the first five days of having a C-section. Now, I don't know what it would have been like if I went home, obviously, but going home after after the five days, I found it an easier transition, but it was still really hard because I just, I just, we had just moved into like a three story house. And to be honest, Whatever I left upstairs in the morning was left there. If it was my phone, it was my phone. Because there was no way I was able to climb stairs and go downstairs. I wasn't able to do a lot of things. And I don't know, I just didn't I just didn't know what to expect. I mean, I've had only one operation in my life. And that was when I got my jaw done. And that took me out. You know, I thought I was literally going to die. And I'm I'm not even a dramatic person like that in the sense of, oh my God, I can't deal with pain. I've got a high pain threshold and I can deal with pain. But my jaw operation may, meant that I, at some, at many points during um, the weeks of recovery, felt like I couldn't breathe because my jaw was so swollen. So I don't know. I, I don't, the two are not even comparable. But I just felt like, again, 
with that, I kind of knew what I was going to get into because I had a two-year build-up to that. Going through it is a different experience. But with the C-section, I had no clue. So, like, I really appreciate the fact that I was in the hospital. Even though I had really... I had one nurse in particular who was really insensitive um, about my pain and she kept on brushing off my pain and, you know, saying that I was fine and I was kind of insinuating that I was... um, I was milking it, even though she'd witnessed the fact that I had been going through real high, high level levels of pain during my contractions. And, you know, my reaction was to them pretty mild. But that was just because I had I have quite a high pain threshold. But I just feel like if you're going to be a midwife, you kind of need to be a little bit sympathetic and empathetic to people different people have different pain thresholds and listen to people when they say they're in pain anyway that was a rant but going back to my points about c-sections I felt like I should share the 10 things that I think people should know about c-sections so I'm going to keep them short because I don't want to go into them too much because I do want to bring mothers who've had c-sections so we can talk about them a lot and our experiences with them but for me like I said it's a major surgery So that's like the number one thing that you need to know. It's a massive, 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 massive surgery. They cut through your abdominal um, muscles. And I think maybe there might also be a nerve there. Don't quote me. But they cut through a major part. Like they cut through your muscles. And there are different layers of it before they get to the baby and take them out. Then they stitch you back up. And you have to heal from the inside out or from the outside in so even though your scar may have healed your inside may not have and I think that's one of the things that I should have been told that it's a major major surgery so that's like my point number one number two um I would suggest you get an abdominal binder or if you're African like me tie wrapper around your stomach my friend tie a wrapper because you will need it you get a bulge and for me I started tying a wrapper maybe when the for me the soreness and the pain kind of went down but it really really helped me um with the wrapper or when I got the I actually got the abdominal binder to with my posture and it also helped me with baby as well so that I wasn't putting too much pressure around my stomach area so I really, 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 really appreciated um, both wrapper and the abdominal binder. I was, I got mine off of Amazon. It wasn't, it was just literally, I think for people that have had surgeries or stuff, it's just to help flatten out my, not necessarily flatten out my stomach, but it was more for support. Um, number three, drink lots of tea, drinks lots of hot water. It really helps with the pain. I can't describe the pain to you. I can't actually describe it, especially because, you know, going back to my point about everyone having different pain thresholds, mine is quite high. So I tend to say something's a three when to someone else it might be, I don't know, a seven. So my pain threshold, I don't react to pain too much. I tend to just kind of firm it and be silent. That's how I'm in pain. If you see me silent, you know I'm in pain. But if I'm kind of talking through it, I'm okay. And honestly, the first week of after having a C-section 
was the most pain I've ever felt in my life. And then it kind of eased off. But um, the reason why I say drink hot tea and drink hot water is because I got trapped wind. Yeah? And trapped wind is no joke. I don't know if anyone's ever had trapped wind, but imagine having a trapped wind when you also have had a surgery. (laughs) And you can't do anything about it. Now, when you have a C-section, going for your first wee is wild. But going for your first poo? Hey, Jesus Christ. Too much. I can't even describe it to you. We're not going to go through that. I want to talk about it with other people because I want I want to hear what other people have to say about that that particular experience. But drinking tea really helped me with gas because I felt like I had trapped wind and I could fart basically it kind of made me feel like um peppermint tea especially was great for me and green tea I felt like it just helped me and with water retention and it also just helped me move that wind around because honestly it was the most like day three trapped wind I've never cried so much in one go like I've cried before obviously but the pain was just indescribable because I had and I I was refusing to drink hot water because I didn't have an appetite I didn't want to drink anything I didn't want to take anything but once I got that track went understand that I, I was having hot water on the hour every hour number four is you know a little message of it gets better every day the usual um it does get better every day it really does it's not it, the pain subsides every day. I thought I was the wicked Don Dapadi and I took myself for a walk on probably day 10. And I went and I went for a walk with the baby and my husband. We 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 drove to Romney and then we we had to get a few bits for the baby. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I'll be fine. I'll, I can walk around the shopping centre. Listen, by the time we done the entrance of the centre to probably about six, seven shops down, I was out. So take it easy and, you know, take it day by day. So I started doing short walks, probably from two weeks. And when I say short walks, I literally mean up and down the road, just so I could get used to walking again, especially... Um, and I and when I say up and down the road, I literally mean that I had to use the stroller slash buggy to help me go across the road so obviously I'm my fitness level is not exactly like anyone else so if you're quite a fit person you might have a different experience than I than I did but me personally I couldn't walk for long distances for a long period of time so I did short walks for a while and then I built it up if you're a driver you probably will need to wait because um also something that I learned because I was a driver is that you use your abdominal muscles a lot when you're driving so driving was out for me for a while number five is you know what I felt like after I had the operation and this is not even a disrespect to my husband he's great I we crack joke he's one of my best friends but listen the guy was not funny like that until I had my c-section and and I don't, it's funny because I've always thought he was funny, but he was hilarious. All of a sudden, he had 
the jokes were flying out of his mouth, ears, just everywhere. He just had loads of jokes. And when I had, when obviously I'm in pain, you can't laugh, you can't sneeze, and you can't do a lot of things because it just hurts. Laughing the first three days were out. So every time I felt like laughing, I had to do this thing where I kind of swallow it and <laughs> laugh from my throat so that it doesn't travel anywhere else. Like I could not laugh. I didn't realize how many muscles you use when you laugh and laughing was out for me and let me tell you this guy was hilarious and I spent a lot of time trying to swallow a laugh swallowing the laugh or or trying to laugh in a in a way that didn't didn't give me any more pain (laughs) and I'm laughing about it now but honestly it brought me to tears at the time number six don't be wild and lift anything crazy be very careful and this is something that your midwives will tell you they will tell you to not lift anything heavier than your baby um I had an eight pounder he was eight pounds he was eight pounds three and then when we left the hospital he was eight pounds six so I had an eight pound baby so some people have six pounders some people have I don't know different people different babies so my baby was a little bit heavy so that's the only thing that I lifted. I didn't carry anything for weeks, literally. He was the only thing that I carried. And if I did um, carry anything, it was something that was lighter than the baby. So I encourage everybody not to do anything out of the ordinary. Get your husband, get your boyfriend, get your partner, get any help. Or just don't do it. Don't do it to yourself because you will pay for it. You know, like I said to you, even I didn't, even though I didn't lift anything, I tried to outdo myself by, you know, going for walks that I had no business going on. So, you know, just don't overdo it. Seven, take medication for the pain because it's no joke. Um, take narcotics, what are they called? Narcotics, narcotics. I got given paracetamol. Um, what was something that I got given? Oh my god, I can't remember. But it was something that was is it was it co co it started with a C codeine. I got given codeine, I got given paracetamol, and I was to take that about three, four times a day. And I took it three, four times a day because when it wore off, I felt the pain a lot. And it would interrupt with my breastfeeding or it would interrupt with my mood. It would interrupt with a lot of things. So what I decided, well, not even what I decided, but I just made sure that I was on top of my medicine and I took it on on at the hour I was supposed to take it at. Because if I missed an hour, honestly, I would I would pay for it. So take your medication. I was extremely anemic when I had the baby because I had lost a lot of blood during surgery and um they were kind of monitoring to see if I needed any more. During my pregnancy, I also had really um I was really anemic and I had to have um iron infusion um to help boost to help me you know be prepared for birth because they were scared of how dangerous my um iron levels were they said that it was really really low and when I looked at my charts it was really low and um like they said I I lost a lot of blood during surgery so I was very weak and they gave me um amongst other stuff they gave me also iron tablets to take home now those iron tablets Anyone that has iron deficiency or anything like that, you will know that taking iron in a tablet form, at least, 
not only discolors your poo but it also makes your number two experience on the toilet uh let's just call it a difficult one so imagine having gone through an operation and pooing literally took everything out of me like I needed to sleep after doing a poo because it would literally I would sit on that toilet and I would cry because obviously I was given iron tablets which made me constipated and it just made everything so hard literally I'm being way too personal on this but you know what you need to know this you you actually need to know this because I was shooting pebbles and they hurt it felt like I was shooting pebbles it it hurt like I was shooting pebbles and I cried like I was shooting pebbles so for me because I had a combination of that as well they also gave me was it glycosol or glycerin or whatever it is that they give you to kind of soften your poo I had that but that didn't help that much look I took two rounds of that every time I took it and it didn't really help me it made it easier so I'm not even trying to imagine what it would have been like if I didn't take it number eight make sure that you are 100% what you are healed before you start exercising now don't be worrying about these lazy gps um who will not even check you out properly i to this day have still not been checked out by my gp um my midwife was the one that checked me out um my health visitor kind of had a look at my incision and my cut my um c-section and i officially started working out about four months postpartum mainly because i'm lazy mainly because i wanted to enjoy (laughs) just being that person that just didn't do anything i did a lot of walking during my pregnancy and i just felt like taking a good holiday from working out i don't advise it but that's what i did so once i started working out i found that um you know it was really easy for me to get back into it. I didn't feel it was genuine on my body. I didn't feel anything like that. I mean, they do advise six weeks. So um, I would just say, you know your body. So try and see what that would like be like. Even when I started at four months, what I did was I did real simple exercises. And I made sure that they were C-section friendly. Um, and what I mean by C-section friendly is that I did exercises um, for abdominal separation which meant that I didn't do any strenuous exercises on my my what on that area I made sure that I did I didn't do like burpees and stuff like that I did I did stuff um I went on YouTube and I basically researched a lot of exercises and I did those exercises in between the exercises I was doing just to make sure that I wasn't going ham I also spoke to I also went to a personal trainer and just kind of talked to him about everything. And then he gave me some safe exercises to do um, until he felt I'll be ready. So, I mean, I did the most I could do. I went to professionals and I tried to um, and then I kind of upkept it at home and I did my um, and I put it in in loose quotes, my gym in at home. So I took it easy, but I did at least 30 to 40 minutes worth of exercise every day five days out of the week from four months onwards and I didn't feel any pain I felt completely healed and that was that so you know I know I could have started earlier I could have started at six weeks if I wanted to because really and truly after about two 
two weeks, no, let me not lie, after about three weeks, I felt like I was kind of back to normal and I felt like, okay, give give or take another three weeks, I should be okay. Um, so I think that if I had just waited roughly two months, I would have been good to go. Um, number nine for me is ask for help. It was very easy for me to ask for help because I had a plethora of it. My mum was there all the time um, when I needed her to be. I kind of um, gave boundaries. I said that I needed help mostly with um, looking after the household. But in terms of me and baby, like I've always said, Tam was a relatively easy baby for me to handle. And I didn't have a problem with him so my thing was kind of adjusting because I knew that I was going back to work so soon I wanted to make sure that when all the help left I was able to handle it but then I wasn't afraid to ask for help when I got overwhelmed so I mean I'm 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 sure that some people um may not be able to ask for help but if you can ask for help if it's your friends I mean I asked friends to come round and I have family. My family came round. My mum was there practically all the time. My mother-in-law was there practically all the time. Um, my grandma-in-law was there practically all the time. Um, I had friends who were on standby for me. Like, I was very, very lucky. So please ask for help if you need it. And 10, freeze food. Freeze food. You see, when people cook for you, freeze the food. Freeze the food because you're you're going to be too tired to do anything. Let me tell you something about when you have a C-section. You're tired beyond belief. And then you have another human being to look after. All of that is a lot. So wherever anybody can chip in, let them chip in. Freeze food. Make food, freeze food. Prep food, everything. Whatever it is that you can do, do it because you're going to need it. You know, C-section is a hard transition. And another thing that I felt I had to deal with on top of being a new mum. So you will need help. The only thing you'll be really to help is your, to lift, like I said, is your baby. And, you know, it is, it does, it does give you a bit of a mental breakdown. I'm not going to lie. It's a lot to handle, but it's not anything that you can't handle at the end of the day. But I just felt like somebody should at least give some pointers on what, to look out for the pain is a madness but again I think I should have I want to invite women who have had a c-section and I want to have a discussion with them I'm probably going to get I'm going to I'm giving this as a shout out anyone that's had a c-section who wouldn't mind being on a podcast to talk about their experience I would love to do one with you please contact me at lavie at andremarie.com and we can hook this thing up I want to have these conversations with mothers. I want to talk about these these things that we go through, yeah? So that's it for me today. I hope this helps. And I will see you next time on La Vie. Thank you. Bye.